let me talk to you a little bit about preparedness. You want to be prepared for whatever might come your way. If you listen to this uh, podcast, um, I said, so what do we do? And, and Tucker said, focus, focus, food, water, energy. We can't let those things slip away and have them control food, water, and energy. Well, that's what you know, and anybody who has tried to be prepared at all for anything that might come their way, they know food, water, energy. And uh, My Patriot Supply can help you with all three of these things. They've helped millions of families, including mine, have food storage uh, and also energy, heat, things that you can use to cook. Right now, you can stock up on all of the food kits your family needs at My Patriot Supply. Get each four-week food kit for $60 off. Plus, you'll get free shipping. So protect yourself. Protect your people. Start preparing now at MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. To Wednesday. Yesterday, I had a fascinating uh, hour conversation with Tucker Carlson. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. If you're a Blaze TV subscriber, you can you can watch it in its entirety now. Uh, just go and and look for the Glenn Beck podcast and Tucker Carlson. Happened live yesterday. Uh, first interview he has done since going back to Russia. I think I might have pushed him. Uh, to, I mean, well, at one point he said, I'm really having a hard time not using the F word with you right now. Um, but I think it was really important what we learned yesterday. And we're going to go there in 60 seconds. First, I met a lot of people who listen to this program that have lived in debilitating pain. Their stories are really heartbreaking. The, um, the people who have turned to Relief Factor have found themselves missing the ability uh, to sit at home and uh, just lay around in pain. Yeah, that's right, because they've started walking again, shooting a round of golf every now and then, playing with the grandkids on the floor. Some have turned to medications. I did. It will make you foggy. I don't want to live that way. You, can't, you just can't live that way. You need something natural. The more pharmaceuticals we put into our body, the worse I think things get. A daily supplement that is 100% natural is Relief Factor, and it was developed by doctors to relieve inflammation. It's the inflammation in our body that leads to most of our problems and most of our pain. See how Relief Factor can help you with their three-week quick start kit. It's $19.95, comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back Guarantee. So give it a try. Visit relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF, 800-4-RELIEF. When you feel the difference, you know it works. So yesterday, um, I think that was it was an important day for those who are fighting for the republic. 
I have often told you, you need to know who is standing by your side. Um, and most people know that my former Fox News colleague, Tucker Carlson, went to Russia to interview Putin, something that everyone, uh, every journalist would love to do, but nobody can get an interview. But he did. Aha. Why did he get the interview? I think it's because he's pro-Putin. The media and the left, uh, as well as the Lindsey Grahams of the world, gave birth to a whole litter of kittens when it happened. But those who know and have gone, gone uh, to really get to know Tucker and have grown to trust him as a defender of uh, American ideas and ideals began to question some of the things that happened while he was there. Now, I didn't question him but it left a, I don't know, a lingering doubt, okay? The, the, the things that he talked about with the grocery stores and the subways, they're clean and nice. Yeah, I, I got it. Now, people pointed to that and said, that's proof Tucker not only loves Putin, but he wants an authoritarian state here so we can have clean subways. Is that what he was saying? I personally think he's too smart for that. He knows who Durante was. Durante was a New York Times reporter. He was a communist or at least a very big communist sympathizer who was working for the Times, went to cover Russia and knowingly helped Stalin cover up the murder of about eight million Ukrainians. A little something called the Holodomor. He wrote lovingly about the clean streets and the subways and how this planned economy and planned state functioned with perfection, and everybody loved it. Tucker knows history. He's no Durante. He loves his country. So what gives? What was he saying? He's not on Putin's side at war or peace, but yet he doesn't seem to condemn him. What is he advocating? When he shows us the subways, is he telling us that we need, I don't know, to bring back law and order and we need a strong man to clean up the streets? Or does he believe the Declaration, the Constitution, and Bill of Rights is the way to fix our country? I found my answer. And while it's the latter, there's more. So let's start with the shopping carts and the subways and the state. How great they were. Cut one. Let me now go to some of the criticism of you that, you know, John Stewart just did a piece. I don't know if you've seen it on you, um, but no. yeah, I never watched them either. I know. So, uh, you know, you went in, you said Moscow is clean. The the subways are wonderful. Look at the chandeliers. Well, you I know you, Tucker, you're smart enough to know who built those to look like that and why. Um, and Durante went over. I said, it, I said it in the piece. So Walter Durante denied the existence. He was a New York Times correspondent in yeah. Russia in the 30s. He denied, of course, the, the Ukrainian Holy famine, war. which was Stalin. That's exactly right. And he denied the, the show trials of 1937, 38, that the, the terror uh, was, was happening. So um, those were lies. Okay. He told lies, and that's why his. Pulitzer Prize was pulled from him posthumously. I told the truth in order to shame our leaders. That subway station I showed was built by Stalin. 
1939. Joseph Stalin, probably the worst person in human history. That was over 80 years ago, and it's still in perfect shape. Okay, that's the point. Look at what Moscow has and compare it to what we have. So, but we and you have, have to ask yourself, like, no, this is this is an indictment of our leaders. And I would recommend to every single one of your viewers and listeners, if you can, go spend a week in Moscow. Not, not because you love Russia, but because you love your own country. And compare that city, the largest city in Europe, 13 million people, compare it to the city that you live in or the city near you, which is in better shape. So, so actually, it's an indictment. It's a radicalizing indictment of our rapidly declining standard of living and the horrible mismanagement of our leaders. Why don't we have a subway like that okay, in so, any American so wait, 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 city? Wait, wait. Why do we have a single American city with no crime? Like, what is this? So I, I went on to talk to him about this, and I said, well, wait. I mean, that's because a dictator. There's no, there's no drug problem in China because you can just execute them on the spot. Right. So what are you saying? And again, he reiterated, I'm showing those things because I think Americans should be pissed off that this country, which we're told is on the brink of collapse, it's still together. What's our excuse? Why is it not together here? And he was saying, I want to shame our politicians and wake the American people up saying we used to have clean streets. We didn't need a dictator. We did it because it was the right thing to do. And we didn't have leadership that was leading us down this path of more and more chaos and drugs and crime and decay. So did you get the sense, because like the reason Russia has that and has been able to maintain it for 80 years, right, mm -hmm. is because they have certain policies they've implemented. You mentioned, obviously, the crime part of this, right? They right. are very, they're very, diff they're difficult on people who break yes. their rules. Uh, but also like another part of that policy is uh, centralized government spending money on prioritizing spending on government institutions to make them pretty. Yes. And secondarily, making sure, focusing money on cities where foreigners come to visit, as opposed no, to rural areas where they let people... Right. So he, I mean, he, he's, he's not asking is, for those policies, no, obviously. No. So He believes we've already had that. He was saying, we had gleaming cities. Mm -hmm. We had beautiful cities. We still do. But he went in to talk about how now you've got a gigantic homeless village in front of Union Station, which is one of the most beautiful uh, train right. stations we in the country, and it's right across the street from the Capitol. He's like, that's not money. So that's that's policy. And it's a question driving of, this. It's maybe even more than that priorities. Right. Like, because we certainly if we're building turtle tunnels. Right. We certainly have the money yeah, he's, to be able to keep maintain these buildings. We're choosing other priorities. Is that sort is, of his? His thing is we're not choosing. The people aren't choosing them. The government. The government. The government uh, and the, you know, whatever you call this ruling class, they are actively trying to destroy our cities and our country by saying don't enforce crime. Hmm. Let drugs prevail. Let people out on bail that are violent. Let them do whatever they want. Don't question. And so it's not necessarily a praising of Russia. It's, it's a, a criticism it's of our policies. of our policies, mm. of not even our policies, our politicians mm. who are 
intentionally destroying our nation. He's like, it doesn't have to be this way. And we all know it. And we all have to get pissed off about it to stand up and say enough is enough. Yeah. Okay. So I pushed him on this hard. I mean, you listened to it, right? Yeah. Yep. Pushed him hard on this because I wanted to know, I think it's important to be very clear on what we are advocating because everybody will make you, will put words into your mouth. And it's important on some subjects because there are those who love America and love the Lord that are currently being called Christian nationalists, and that's not who they are. But there are Christian nationalists that are advocating things, and it is important to understand, are you this or are you that? If you're looking to get the church directly involved in the state and the government to rule, then that is un-American. That's Christian nationalism. However, if you believe our values come from the teachings of the Bible and you refuse to check those values at the door of your public office, why? Why would you do that? Every day I walk through the door, I'm just as much Christian on the outside of this door as I am on the inside of this studio. I don't check my values because it makes me who I am. I don't, I, you know, you just don't want some Christian tyrant as the CEO. I don't want him coming in here saying, you need to talk about Jesus some more. I don't want that. And I certainly don't want that in a government. The problem is the hour is growing late and we have to reconnect with the truth quickly and with what we learned as kids, Christ-like love, forgiveness, and then the backbone to say, crucify me. I don't care. This is true. That's what, that's what I think he is saying. That's what I'm saying. And I think that's what he's saying. Without a strong moral code of ethics and decency, and fact-based truth, you have no civilization to fight for. That's clear. I want to give you one more question before the break. So I asked him, I pushed him and pushed him, and he said, I, you know, I'm, I'm really having a hard time not using the F word here. Uh, and I finally got to a place to where I think I understood what he was saying, but I just wanted to be clear. And if you happen to be watching The Blaze, Watch his reaction, because it's 100% genuine. Watch. Where the sticking point is in America right now is there's a lot of people on the right and the left that are both saying, screw the Constitution. We need a radicalized leader. When you, know, when you look at Orban, I think Orban is great for his country. That's not our system. I think, you know, the uh, Moscow might be great, love to visit. That's not our system. So I think, and I, I believe you are, you're, you've already said this, but I want to make sure it's very clear on the record. The only path forward for America is through the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, and the Constitution. Correct? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I, I should just be very, very clear. If I was, I'm like the one person on the planet, you don't need to guess about my motives. I'll just say them. And if I was advocating for a different form of government or for, for authoritarianism, um, for a strong man, I would just say so. I, I would have no shame in saying that because I really believe that it's, 
within my rights to say what I think. If I, I've, I've been called a racist. If I was racist, I would just say it. I would just say it. But I'm not. And I'm not advocating for that. I'm advocating to return to America of, say, 1993. How radical? Is that really radical? No, I don't think that's very radical. In fact, I think we should be demanding it. And if there's one thing that I will fault Americans for, it's low expectations. You should not put up with this. You should not allow them. The governor of Texas should not allow millions of people to cross his border. And I don't want to hear, you know, the excuses. And I don't want to hear the excuses for why it's okay to have tens of thousands of people dying on the street or sleeping on the sidewalk in tents handed to them by the Episcopal Church forever. Like, that's not acceptable. It's not okay for my kids to use drugs at the breakfast table. I'm not going to have a debate about it. No is the answer. I'm within my rights as a father to say that. The U.S. government is within its statutory rights as a government to say that. We don't need more laws. We have the laws. The, they're not being enforced on purpose. And, and to your point, why? And, of course, the reason is because people will lose faith in liberal democracy. Correct. And they will welcome a strong man. And that's exactly what this is about is the left, and not just the left, I would say that the quizzling right um, on Capitol Hill, for whom I just have boundless contempt, they're in on this as well. Yes, People are just going to give up. They're not going to vote. That you st- they're going to steal the elections just as they stole the last one, which they did. Sorry. And they're going to steal the next one. And people are just going to be like, you know what? I don't even care. I just totally give up. This is crazy. Just, just get, get the bums off my street. Some guy just exposed himself to my daughter. Or my nephew just died of a fentanyl OD. Make it stop. Make it stop. You can have all the power you want. That is absolutely what they're going for. And I don't want that. I want to live in the country we lived in in 1993 or 1985, not ancient history. Post-Civil Rights Act. We can do that. Let's do it right now. That's my point. I don't think you could be any more clear on that. Now, let me follow up uh, in 60 seconds. If you haven't taken a look at what my pillow has going on lately, you might want to uh, just take a couple of minutes and check out their website. I've come across uh, one of their products that, you know, uh, that I I didn't love. Oh, no, wait. No, I didn't. I I, honestly, it's crazy. Everything. I don't know what it is. Their slippers are unbelievable. Really unbelievable. The sheets are really great and they're inexpensive. Their six pack towel sets now going for twenty nine ninety eight. The new MyPillow 2.0, which regulates temperature as well because of the thread, it's 50% off and 50% off their flannel sheets. Take advantage right now of their free shipping, especially on larger items such as the mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA and is on sale for as low as $99.99. You'll also find sales on their kitchen towels, their dog beds, their blankets, and so much more when you use the promo code BECK. Find the offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special Square, and uh, check out everything I've just mentioned and more on sale right now. Remember, enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117 for these specials and so much more. MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. 10 seconds, station ID. So what is he, what was he saying there towards the end? What was he saying? He was saying it doesn't need to be this way. And I'm tired of all of the excuses. And you're going to just get so frustrated that you're just going to say, whatever, just whatever. The New York Times reported yesterday, I think it was, maybe the day before, uh, in a story that I had in my daily show prep, but we never had a chance to talk about it. The frustration level of the emergency calls 
to the left, that people who voted for Biden are finding themselves just tired. They're tired of he's Hitler. He's Hitler. He's Hitler. He's Hitler. And everything being a crisis and an emergency, and they're worn out. Now, I think we've gone through this before. However, we've had some victories. We also still really love our country, and most of us aren't willing just to sit back and watch it go away. They're tired. What happens when a a community or a civilization is tired and everything is a crisis, which it's about to be. I'm going to show you this next hour. It'll blow your mind. What happens? Exactly what he said. People just say, fine, just, I just make it stop. Make it stop. Somebody make it stop. Wait a minute. If you ever watched my show when I was at Fox or you listened to me on the radio or you've been following me on Blaze, you know There's two strategies being employed right now. And one of them ends in just make it stop. Tonight, I'm going to go back over Cloward and Piven and top down, bottom up and inside out. What happened to Czechoslovakia and why did it happen? It's exactly what's happening right now. By the way, Cloward and Piven said, you know, I'm just an old lady. Piven comes out and she used to say to me all the time on Twitter, oh, I'm just an old lady. He's saying that I'm teaching all these crazy things. Well, guess who's back at the blackboard? Piven. What is she teaching? Overwhelm the system to the point of collapse. Solalinsky, Cloward and Piven and the communist plan for Czechoslovakia. You'll recognize it, and it will really solidify in your, it's it's no longer, this is what they're doing. You know, watch, watch, because when you start to see the signs, it's all here, it's all here, and it's almost in the end phase. Tonight, don't miss it. Blaze TV, 9 p.m. Eastern, 9.30 on YouTube. Make sure you join us at blazetv.com. That's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code freedom of uh, free speech and save 36 bucks. Glenn Beck. All right. Um, you know, everything we're talking about today is uh, about being prepared. And I am not telling you anything because I'm being paid to say it. Uh, I am telling you the same things I tell my family every day. We are very close to trouble. Now, it might pass. I doubt it, but it might pass. But you have to be prepared for whatever might come. You cannot depend on anybody else. You certainly can't depend on the government. Right now, we have shortages of different drugs. I don't know if you noticed this, but we don't make any of them anymore. We barely, I think it's like 2% of the drugs we make in America. That's insanity. So if there's a drug shortage, you need Jace Medical. Jace Medical, J-A-S-E medical.com. Enter the promo code Beck at checkout. You'll get a discount on your order. Order of what? First, the five most important antibiotics. You can have them in your home with Jace Medical. Then all of the other drugs that your family needs. JaceMedical.com. 
Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Get access to that Tucker Carlson interview. If you use the code free speech, you'll save 30%. This is the Glenn Beck program. Yesterday, and it's available now for Blaze TV subscribers in its entirety, uh, Tucker Carlson and I had a conversation on the Glenn Beck podcast. This week, it's Tucker Carlson. Uh, just as he just came back, got off the plane, stepped into his studio and sat down with me and, uh, and talked about Russia. It's a fascinating experience. And it was a really interesting interview, especially because... Like, I, I left it, like, having a lot of my questions answered about what he was trying to do there, but also I still have more questions, and it was just engaging on that, on that behalf. Different questions or the same questions? Um, different, I think. Like, it, was, it opened up some other... Because it's interesting to see the way he thinks. You had a, an interesting... Maybe we can get into this at another point, but you had an interesting exchange with him about um, being, being able to capture the the voice of the working class yeah this guy tucker carlson who as he admits is the least working class guy of all time oh, yeah. he like, was, was not born he was born into money lots of money born into the press born into washington dc yeah his father was part of i think he was i think he had some spy connections um but he also you know ran an agency for a long time so he is the elite, and yet somehow or another, he's defending the little guy. And I, I asked him about it, and he said, "No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I despise the elite <laughs> yeah. because I grew up around them. I know them. I know who they are. I know how how they think, and I despise them." Yeah. Well, he was like, "It's not that I connect with the working man. I just despise the people I know." Yes, <laughs> it was that type yeah, of answer. Yeah. That was interesting. Um, I, a fascinating part of this that I think probably hit you out of nowhere as much as it hit me out of nowhere oh, yeah. was this Boris Johnson yeah. thing. Boris Johnson wanted him to pay him a million dollars for an interview. This, this is wild. This just happened. Uh, I think he, he said, said a day or two before. Yeah. No, yeah. yesterday. He said, this just happened to me yesterday yeah. or today. Um, so it was really breaking news. Listen to what he said. You know, Boris Johnson has come out against Tucker because Tucker has been saying, look, I have several sources that say you talked Ukraine into no peace deal and we went to war. And Boris Johnson is, you know, calling him names. Listen to what Tucker said. So I'm over in Moscow. I'm waiting to do this interview. It gets out that we're doing it. And I'm immediately denounced by this guy called Boris Johnson, who was for a short time the prime minister of Great Britain. And Boris Johnson calls me a tool of the Kremlin or something. And I'm thinking, well, that's kind of, I mean, his name's not actually Boris, as I'm sure you know. His name is Alex Johnson. He <laughs> right. called himself Boris in mm -hmm. high school. So the guy who calls himself Boris is accusing me? <laughs> I was like, so I was annoyed. So I put in a, a request for an interview with Boris Johnson, as I have many times, because he's constantly denouncing me as a tool of the Kremlin. He says no. So I'm thinking about saying I'm getting more annoyed. So I know a lot of people who know Boris Johnson. So I reach out to them. Finally, one of his advisors gets back to me and says, he will talk to you but it's going to cost you a million dollars. He wants a million dollars in U.S. dollars, gold or Bitcoin. No, I'm, I, this just happened yesterday or two days ago. Mm. And, and I'm like, he wants a million dollars. Yeah. And then he will talk to you about Ukraine. He will explain his position on Ukraine and explain what. So he attacks me without explaining how I'm wrong, of course, or how he's right. 
This is, by the way, the guy who single-handedly, at the request of the U.S. government, stopped the peace deal in Ukraine a year and a half ago and is, I think, for that reason, responsible for the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people. He won't explain any of that to me in an interview until I pay him a million dollars. And I said to the guy, you know, I just interviewed Vladimir Putin. I'm not defending Putin, but Putin didn't ask for a million dollars. So you're telling me that Boris Johnson is a lot sleazier, a lot lower than Vladimir Putin. Okay. Which is true. Yeah. So this whole thing is a freaking shakedown. Why $60 billion? I mean, I could get boring on this because I've learned a lot about it. But $60 billion is not going to allow Ukraine to prevail over Russia. No honest person thinks that's going to work. This is a money laundering operation. A lot of the people involved in making money from it. And if you're making money off a war, you know, you can deal with God on that because that's really immoral. Like that's actually really, really wrong. And a lot of people are, including Boris Johnson. So the other thing that uh, I brought up with him, and this is critical for you to understand, and all of this plays into tonight's broadcast with me on TV. Um, You will really understand if you start to put things together that seem uh, unconnected, they're not. Almost everything that is happening right now on the global scale and in our country are connected. It's not random. It's not random. It's not like, hey, they're doing uh, strip tease dances in the kindergarten with drag queens. That is connected to everything else that is going on, okay? Um, and so when, when he was trying to put this together, he ran into some trouble the first time, and he said nobody seemed to care. Listen to Tucker talking about how the Putin interview actually happened. You had a uh, a tough time. The first time you tried to interview interview Putin, the NSA was involved. Yeah, they they read my text messages and leaked them to the New York Times. How do and you I'm not know? Guessing, but okay. How do you know? Well, because someone who worked there warned me through a very close, very close friend of mine. Um, and I won't bore you with the whole details, yeah, but yeah. I flew up to Washington to meet this person. His request. Da, 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 da. I couldn't believe this. It scared me. I immediately called a U.S. senator. I don't know very many U.S. senators well, um, but there's one I thought seemed kind of trustworthy. So I said, I just want to get this on the record. This has happened. Um, And then members of Congress went to NSA and they admitted that they had read my email. Um, And so I wasn't – and I went on TV and described the whole thing. And I thought there would be widespread – out of it, I am. I thought people would be like, outraged. You can't can't use – a spy agency that we pay for, whose job is to monitor our enemies, our rivals in other countries, you can't use that against the American population. And no one seemed to care, but I cared. I did. Because I grew up around the US government. My dad ran a federal agency in Washington. So I sort of knew what the rules were, and I had a really uh, p- strong sense of how much this had changed. Like this was not allowed 30 years ago, it was no. an outrage, it's a crime. But no one seems to be bothered by it. But so, I am bothered by so it. So I am too. On. And I think every citizen should be, especially journalists. You know, when you have freedom of speech, freedom of press, there's two rights that are going away here. Um, and uh, and nobody seemed to care. But how? so then what happened the second time? How did you arrange this? Well, I, um, I just kept trying. You know, I kept uh, – actually, I did it myself uh, um, with – you know, texting, and I thought, and I talked to a bunch of different people. After that happened to me, I I really tried to learn more about 
privacy and how can you communicate uh, outside the view of state actors, governments, mm-hmm. um, and you can't if you're doing electronically. That is what I arrived at, and I think any knowledgeable right. person would admit that. There's no privacy, which itself is very distressing, but I just decided I would do it anyway. Um, and I enlisted some non-Russians I knew uh, who I thought might be able to vouch for me, et cetera. And it took a couple of years. And ultimately they said, yes, we will uh, do this. But if, if news of this interview gets out, we're canceling the interview. Wow. So I started to get, so this is the best part. I got calls. I got a call from a New York times reporter. And then a friend of mine got a call from another New York times reporter asking when I was interviewing Putin. And there's no way they could have known that. I didn't tell anybody, you know, my wife, my producers, not even my kids until anybody. Uh, one of my children was highly annoyed to, to learn I was in Moscow. Why didn't you tell me? I said, cause I didn't want to text it, you know? Uh, but no, I, they clearly did it again. They leaked it to the New York times in an wow. effort to scuttle the internet. And I just, again, I, I hate to be, you know, Mr. Stubborn principle guy, but that is a principle worth defending. I'm an American citizen. I have not committed a crime. I can speak to anyone I want. I can have any opinion I want. And you're not allowed to use your creepy spy agencies against me because I'm your boss. This is a democracy. Aren't you always telling me that? Um, but again, nobody cares. So I'm going to stop the lecture on that. But it, it did motivate me to keep going. And but my real motivation was like, I just want to know what's happening there. We're in a war with Russia. We've never had a vote in Congress on whether we should be in a war with Russia. No one's ever explained to me why we should be at war with Russia, why I'm supposed to hate Russians. Why am I supposed to hate Russians? We've got an awful lot of things going on here. The country is in very tough shape, especially right now. It's completely out of money. We're bankrupt. And so it does seem like we should have more information before we send another $60 billion that we don't keep track of to Ukraine. I mean, that just, I have very straightforward motives, which I've, explained many times, but nothing crazy or out of the ordinary or esoteric or anything like that. Just like, like, what is this? Let's find out more. So when he was talking about the NSA actually hacking into his email and reading his text messages and his emails, no one really did seem to care. Not one. No mainstream media journalist jumped on a bandwagon and said, look, I disagree with everything he says, but this has got to stop. Nobody did. Nobody. Now, these are the people that screamed and cried every time Trump said anything like, you know, maybe uh, maybe I shouldn't give you access to the White House. Okay, they screamed and cried. You can't do that. Technically, he actually can. It's the White House press credential, so he can do that. Is it right? No, I didn't like it when he did it. Um, But when it came to freedom of speech, he would be like, oh, maybe we close you down. He doesn't mean that. He is just beating his chest. That's not he never attempted to do it. And the and the press went crazy and they put this, you know, um, uh, this this declaration out there on the rights of the press and everything else. I actually signed it. They didn't want me to sign it, but I signed it. I think it's important that journalists and people in the media actually stand for the rights of even the people we disagree with. Otherwise, freedom of press and freedom of speech means nothing. This is an American issue. This isn't a political issue. This isn't about Donald Trump or or Joe Biden. I stand against either of them that try to do that. But on the mere saying that I was going to do that, they went crazy when they actually did it. Remember, Biden did this. uh, I mean, uh, Obama did this. 
with James Rosen. Remember that? They didn't care then either. Their beloved sanctity of the press, but as long as they disagree, they don't care. This is why, this is why you have to just disconnect from those people. You just have to disconnect. If you don't care universally, then you don't care. I care about curing cancer. Well, not in that guy. Then you don't care about curing cancer. I believe in freedom of speech. I mean, not for him and him or her. And I'm kind of iffy on that one because I'm not sure they agree with me. Then you don't believe in freedom of speech. There are things in life that are black and white. And that's what we have to fight for. We have to fight for things, not against, fight for things. Freedom of speech, absolute. It's absolute. Freedom of the press, absolute. I don't care if it's Diane Sawyer that wants to go over Putin, she can go over and meet with Putin. If it's if it's Tucker Carlson, he can do the same. Even if it's Durante, he can do the same. Even if he comes back and lies, he can do the same. It's my responsibility to do enough homework to go, that's a lie. That's what we tried to do with the Tucker Carlson interview. For anybody who had any question at all, I wanted to know the answer. And I think you got them. It's available right now on Blaze TV. If you're a subscriber, all you have to do is just go to blazetv.com slash uh, Glenn, and then use the promo code free speech and you'll save 36 bucks on your uh, Blaze TV Plus year long subscription. In about time, you gave your home a fresh new look, especially around the windows. I mean, it's the cheapest way and the biggest impact you can make on your house. Big impact, low cost. It's blinds.com, especially low cost right now, 50% off their, their President's Day sale. They have so much more to choose from right now. And you can do it all from the comfort of your own home. You can get an upfront quote online, no hidden fees. You can either do it, uh, either do the measuring and installation yourself or let blinds.com come out and do it for you. If they do, there's one low installation cost. No matter how many windows you get covered, there's a reason blinds.com is the industry leader online in the window uh, treatment category. It's blinds.com. Blinds.com. Free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rules and restrictions may apply. 50% plus premium doorbusters right now. 50% off at Blinds.com. That's Blinds.com. Are opinions weighing you down? Call in and let it out. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So a very significant political event happened in Ukraine earlier this month. Nobody noticed. Vladimir Zelensky, the leader of Ukraine, war-torn, uh, just received approval from his parliament to extend martial law another 90 days. Now, they keep extending this. It's a wartime mandate. But this one carried out special significance because the 2024 presidential election in Ukraine was scheduled for March 31st. 
That's the end of his five-year term. But now that martial law is in place and it covers that time period, they've canceled the election. I thought that's what we were fighting for. Wasn't that why we were helping? Because they have a democracy. Yeah, well, I mean, you postpone the election. I mean, the war. Okay, all right. Well, let's let's look into this. November, uh, a former Zelensky advisor announced that he's going to be challenging Zelensky for the presidency, and he was going to focus on a negotiated settlement to end the war with Russia. He was fiercely critical of Zelensky's approach in the conflict, maintaining settlement was in the best interest of the Ukrainians. He's not a Moscow shill. Uh, the government, Russian government, has an active arrest warrant out for this guy. Okay, Yet days after the announcement, Ukraine's national police force, under the direction of the Zelensky government, launched a criminal investigation against his opponent. Does this sound familiar? Furthermore, over the course of the devastating war, the Ukrainian government has continually centralized power. There's no trace of representative democracy existing in the country right now. Uh, They have only the approved media sites, all state media. Everybody else has been banned from the airwaves. Uh, I don't know. This looks like a dictatorship. program.